0: Hey, how you doing? Welcome to Finding Subjects, this is Tony. Where is Tony? That's the big question, where is he? Where am I? I'm right here. I'm on a a beautiful 45-foot sailboat sailing across the Atlantic Ocean. Finally got some breeze. Feeding these animals. Gotta drop these animals off in Portugal and then I have the boat to myself to sail around the Mediterranean to hit the Greek Isles. I got a box of uh, chicken and a biscuit, throwing them up to the seagulls. All is good out here. But am I really out here? Am I really living this dream? Are any of us living our dreams? What is it that you would really want to do? What is your path in life? What is your journey? Where are you supposed to be? Are you doing it? Are you Are feeling envious right now? Listen, I got to avoid these ships. They're coming my way. I got a dog that keeps on dropping like uh, there's no tomorrow. The goats, you wouldn't believe how much they go. I got to shovel this stuff right into the ocean. Then the seagulls are diving down on that. Nothing is perfect. Nothing is as it seems. There's always the bad with the good, and we got to take that. So this dream of mine that you're in right now, want a drink by the way? Uh, Iced tea, lemonade, uh, whatever you want. This dream doesn't always happen this way. In our heads, we think of one thing where we are, but in reality, We're probably actually sitting in a Toyota talking to you right now. Welcome to Finding Subjects. This is Tony sitting in a car. It is very cold right now. 30 degrees. I am freezing. The wind is howling out there. Why am I sitting in a car? Where have I been? All these crazy questions. I'm here. This is where I've been. Uh, about three weeks stepping back from the podcast just to reevaluate, just to make sure that it is what I want it to be and not to get caught up in all the you know crap, basically, that you can get caught up when you're trying to do a podcast, when you're trying to you know, do something that you wish to reach a lot of people, uh, and, you know, you kind of question it all because you look at other shows and they're out there, um, you know, really killing it with the numbers, and like my brother-in-law John, you know, tells me, and I I ask him specifically because John will be critical because I want him to be critical, and anything he tells me about the show, I truly do listen to him, and I really take that advice, and some of the most important things that he has told me about this show look look there's something out there that every one of us do um, be it for uh, a profession or for a hobby and this is you, you know this this show goes into the classification as hobby there is no financial anything any compensation from this show it's me speaking to you and you started from two to three people to quite many thousands now, which I am very grateful for. So what do you what are you getting out of this? What are we talking about? What am I talking about? Basically this show, and I'm doing a little bit of a recap here in case you just hopped into this show uh wait mid 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 to 51 episodes or from the beginning. It's it's just it started out as a personal journal. It was a personal journal to my kids in the event that something happens to me. I have a heart problem I've been dealing with for a long time. On top of that it also brought out and helped me really deal with, uh, you know, a lifetime of depression and, and anxiety. And I'm not afraid to say that because feeling much better about all that. Uh, there's a great understanding when you when you um, expose yourself when you are exposed to a, a physical adversity. It it knocks you down to a level that I hope many of you will never ever have to get to. But it grounds you. It grounds you in everything in life. Takes you to the bottom. Sometimes the rock bottom. And it's only then when you truly find out who people are that truly care about you. What everybody's true motives are in, re- in, re- in your relationship with them. If there are any at all. And it just kind of like knocks everything down. We're to the point where you're actually every second on this earth you are so grateful for. And that's hard to describe to somebody who's not going through any of that. I mean, if you speak to someone who uh, is going through a serious adversity. They're different. There's a transformation that happens when this happens to you when it threatens your everyday life and the system that you're kind of used to walking through everyday life. You take things for granted sometimes. Um, you don't think uh, there's not going to be a tomorrow. You think everything is going to be constant and everything's always going to be there. Well, I've learned in life, and I've always known it, that in life, it's a constant state of flux. Everything does change, and not always for the better, Um, and again, it's all how you look at things in life and look at the things that happen to you, so yes, it was a personal journal that started out that me wanting to leave something uh, to to my girls, to my daughters, in the event, if God forbid something happened earlier than I planned. And I mean, what's earlier than I planned? Anytime is earlier than I planned. You know, I, I hope to be here for a long time, but I remember specifically when the girls were, my wife was pregnant with the girls and I would sit there at work with a tape recorder, a little handheld tape recorder, and I would talk to them. I would make Messages to them like, "Hey, man, you know, I can't wait till you're born. This is what was happening, you know, in in mom's stomach. You were kicking like this, and just saying hello to these beautiful babies that were given to me by God and to my wife as well. And what a what a magnificent! I I can't find the words to uh, express how amazing it has been with those children coming into our lives. So, yes, of course, when you." have this uh, a health adversity come into your life you're like suddenly what the heck man like everything seems threatened everything and then exasperate that on top with the anxiety you had your entire life what you just thought you were high strung you just thought it was all normal you just thought you were like an emotional person man that where's where's your uh Emotions on your sleeves and there's no uh, holds barred with how you react to things. You are all in regardless, you know, whether it's whatever. You're a very passionate person. It's me. And then the depression, well, you know, thought that was normal too. Thought that was, you know, normal reactions to different things in life, you know. But what I end up realizing was there's, kind of, there's help for that type of stuff, be it medication or whatever, or talking to somebody about true adversities, true problems that happen in your life and utilizing that as checkpoints. There's nothing wrong with that. What there is wrong with is not talking about that if you do have something going on. And I am night and day from when this started. And it's just been amazing the past three, four, five years learning to be the new me. And it's just embracing life and feeling good. You know, it's hard to explain to somebody, you know, like feeling good. I I just felt as if I missed so much and yet, you know, talking to uh, all of my doctors, my cardiologist and everybody. Dude, this is, you know, this is great. Better late than never and, you know, awesome. So with that, I just wanted to share this experience with you, with my kids, with my family, for generations to come, people who may not ever get a chance to know me and just share this joy with you that I have each and every day in regards to life, uh, in regards to family and friends and speaking to strangers. It's what I do. It's what I, my passion serious, serious passion, man, for me, is to meet someone and engage them in a, in a meaningful conversation about anything. It does not matter. Whatever you want to talk about, cool, let's talk about it. And it's just, for me, I've just always been fascinated by human beings, by people, by meeting strangers and, and just talking and finding that common bond within that we all have and yet we suppress so often uh, just by not saying hello. So that is the purpose of this podcast. Again, personal journal that segues into uh, this, this social meeting, this, this conversation, if you will, about anybody with anyone. I, I meet wherever I happen to be fortunate enough to travel uh, across the world. And the last year and a half has just been amazing in regards to the miles that I have traveled and to the people I have met and the conversations I've had and the places I've been, it's just uh, mind-blowing when you say to yourself, nah, that's never going to happen. and There's two words that I, I often joke with my wife and she had mentioned to me many years ago that you should never say. Always and never. And I've learned it. Yeah, I mean, she's absolutely correct in that. And I often think about it to this day. You are you know, there's always going to be this way. And you're never going to be able to do something. Wrong, man. I mean... There I was two years ago just thinking, wow, you know, I really, on my bucket list, Iceland is a dream. And what would I do there? Oh, I would love to climb a volcano, you know. And then, of course, I would love to go to a premier soccer match. I'm a huge Liverpool fan. Um, And just see England and see Ireland and Scotland, the lands of my ancestors. I'll never get there, you know. And then, out of the blue, a year later, my kids take me to all those places. All of them. And my youngest daughter pushes me up a volcano so like, I can have that experience of seeing into a crater of a volcano. I mean, listen, all of this, all of the things I am saying to you, I base on several things. Okay, um, and how, how can I even put this? It's kind of difficult sometimes. I can't tell you all that about me without telling you about my faith. And this is not a religious show. This is not a show about 100% spirituality. But I am a very, very spiritual person. So if you're going to listen to the show, you're going to hear that part of me. I lie my life, I, I lay all my my entire life, my entire being into my faith. What I'm you know saying in that is I surrender 110%. To God, to the direction that God points me in, and again, that's the big question in life: Are we on the proper proper journey? Are we doing what we're supposed to be doing in life? You know, we're not here. Again, if you're a Christian or if you're a spiritual person, you may believe this. If it segues into your religion, we're not here to serve ourselves. In my concept, in my mind, I am here to serve God. Now, you might be saying, "Okay, time to change the channel." okay, I'm sorry to hear that. I don't want you to. Um, I would love you to just listen and hear me out because um, I feel as if I have to share this with you. In that way, by me serving God, which means I have to set aside maybe the things that I wish for and want for and just sacrifice and surrender is the key word, my life, everything I am to the will of God. Now, how do you know if you're on the right path if you do that? Dear God, I surrender myself to you. Please use me how you want me to be used in this life. Life is short. Life is not finite. We have limited time here. And for me, my biggest fear is to be lying, if I have the opportunity, to be lying on my deathbed and to realize, you know what, dude? You blew it, man. You know, the, here were your signs for you to go head out and and live that life and maybe make a little bit of a difference to somebody out there who may be going through some type of adversity and thinking that they are alone in what they're experiencing. And why didn't you say, hey, it happened to me too, but the one thing that got through to me, the most important thing that got me through that battle was surrendering myself to God and understanding that, look, if we are truly Christians, and this is what we got to think about. If you're Catholic, whatever you are, whatever religion label you put on yourself, if you believe in God and Jesus Christ, And the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you are a Christian. Don't label yourself as something. You know, you're a Christian, you believe in God, you believe in Christ. As a Christian, our our duties are to keep it real. We are here to serve God. We're not here to serve ourselves. And we often all forget that. But when you don't have a whole lot of physical, a whole lot, excuse me, of yeah, physical abilities for things and also material wealth. It knocks you down to level floor, and then when you take that concept into your mind, we are here to serve God. What can you do? What can you do to make a difference? So you don't have, remember, it's not these physical abilities that you can't go build a house for somebody, and it's certainly not the material aspects of it where you can buy something for somebody or give them money. What then can you do? Which is where I am. And this is a hard awakening for a lot of people. It was a hard awakening for me, but when you embrace it, suddenly in your life, things change incredibly, amazingly, and that's where I'm at. And that's kind of, again, why I took a little time off just to get back there, man, just to get back there grounded and to remind myself, dude, this is what you're doing this for. This is what you're doing this podcast for. Yes. It'd be great, man. And, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the line, somehow a great, great, great niece or a great, great nephew or somebody will listen and say, You know what? Uncle Tony would have been cool to hang out with. Uncle Tony would have been great to have a beer with or, or whatever, you know, and I'm going to miss that opportunity. But now is life. Now is the time that we need to be mindful of what we do have, not wishing and and go getting lost in sympathy of what we do not have. Maybe it's material or whatever. You have to make the best of each day that you have here. So back to the beginning, how can you make a difference in someone's life that you don't even know? Maybe it's just a kind smile. Maybe it's holding the door open for somebody. Or maybe, maybe it's just a very interesting conversation, taking the time to talk to somebody. And through a year and a half of doing this podcast, or just a little bit over a year, excuse me, and for six months of praying on it heavily. Did you hear that? Praying on it. <laughs> Is it possible for me to remain not goofy? And it took me 13 minutes to crack a joke. But seriously, I'm praying on it before I even did this, not having the money for any of this equipment, selling my most beloved possession, my Nikon. Not even understanding it and saying to my wife, this is what I'm going to do. And her, knowing we didn't have any coin to be doing it, okay. Okay? No argument? No preventative measure in there? Totally supported. You know, when God wants you to do something, he's going to make way for you to do it. Things are going to work itself out. I am sitting in a car with a Roland R07 handheld recorder right now. It is not a multi-million dollar studio. It's not a $10,000 studio. It's not even close to what other people utilize. And this recorder, I got for like half price on Amazon. Things work out. Things have all worked out in regards to this. Is this what I'm supposed to be doing right now? I'm going to tell you something. I call it my therapy. Because I'm talking to you and, I, and again whoever you may be you might be my, my children my wife my family my sisters uh, my brother in laws whoever friends that I haven't seen in a long time complete strangers that are you know that I consider friends that are listening to this you could be in the United States all over the world every continent we we listen we have listeners in I don't know who you are listening to but I, I just feel compelled to tell you this that we need to be mindful of what we have each and every day because tomorrow is not a given and You can indeed matter and make a difference and kind of pay it forward and do, if you want to call it God's work, in being kind to others just by a simple conversation. It took me a long time to realize that that's what I just love to do. I just love talking to people. I I remember back in the day in high school, uh, we had a teacher and I think his name was Mr. Brennan. I I don't remember. You know, was it him? Not certain, but anyway, one of the guys was big into uh, ham radio, and every day after school at a certain time, he'd call out to his father, and his father was like all the way across the United States, I just thought, thought to myself, how cool is that? The guy can pick up a radio, and through radio waves, from shortwave radio, he's talking to his dad, that communication, I've always been fascinated with communicating with others, with communication devices, with radios, with tape recorders, with video cameras, all of it that copies and documents our speech so as to be able to share somewhere along the line or currently with other people and this ability, this podcasting thing, uh, just amazing for me how helpful it has been to not feel as if I'm sitting within four, four walls and I can't communicate with anybody else out there and my desire to reach out and say hello to somebody in another country and you know, yeah without you listening right now and I'm speaking, yes, exactly to you. You know who you are. Without you spreading the word and sharing this, it all, it doesn't get any further than this. So that's the only thing I ever ask for. If you like what we're saying here, do me a favor, share it with somebody. If somebody you know that might be able to benefit from it somehow, I don't. I don't know. I would really appreciate it if you just said, "Yeah, you know what? Listen to this dude. Wacky sometimes, makes sense sometimes, but you know, he gets it." He's understanding that life is short, that we need to embrace and respect and have empathy for each other as human beings, regardless of all the crap that's happening in the news and how hatred seems to be the uh, you know uh, the, the thing to do in, uh, in vogue these days. is not the way it's supposed to be, folks. I shouldn't be hating you because you're one political affiliation. I shouldn't hate a human being. That word hate was not allowed in our house when, when the kids were young. It was as if they would have said the F word. Because to me, it's a final word. It is an always and never word. It's, it's finite. Hatred. I hate you. is possibly one of the worst things you can say to anyone. Anyway. Listen, there's people I dislike in this world. There's people that I don't understand. But as a fellow human being, I am going to have... The, the self-respect for myself, not to be ignorant and just to go right to the hate word, but to sit back and say, okay, what is it about that person that really irritates me? And, you know, do I hate them? I dislike some people. Okay? I don't understand a lot of people. But I ask you, if there's anyone in your life that you truly hate, you know, just maybe step back a, a little a second. Maybe try to be under, a little bit more understanding. We don't have to like them, but hatred's heavy, man. Now, we can You know, progress into other, well, this guy killed my family member. Yeah, we've had that happen in my family. I've had an uncle murdered, stabbed to death. Do I hate the guy who did it? I really don't like that person. Do I pray for that person? All the time. I don't understand what's inside that dude's mind. He affected so many people when he killed my uncle and the loss that was left and the things that, you know, the loss that we endure forever. Think about my uncle all the time. He's my godfather funny guy. Why did that happen? I don't understand that. I'm not going to pose that question to God. God, why did you take it? Why is always the good ones? I don't understand those things. There's things we will never understand. However, I'm just asking you to be a little bit more empathetic towards everybody that you encounter in life. Take a step back and say, what is it that makes that person such a butt? And then in that, maybe have a little bit of understanding. I think if we start this way, and it's I mean what do you think I'm really gonna make a difference stone? I'm gonna really matter in this entire world of you know who knows how many billion people that are right now. There's one dude in podcast uh, you know finding subjects podcast hidden within a half a million other ones is actually gonna matter is gonna make a difference. It doesn't matter. Maybe it just matters if you hear it. And to me that's so cool. So look, I'm sitting back. I'm back. I feel much better again physically i even wasn't feeling well well i had to just take a step back but today i'm going to get my eyeglasses checked because i'm sick of reading and seeing blur uh, pay for these brand new glasses and you know they're a lot of money even with your insurance write-off but i, I said you know what i'm bringing the recorder i'm going to sit in this car i'm going to talk to a podcast i'm going to talk to everybody out there and i'm just going to share my excitement of like uh You know, of finding that conversation out there. And sometimes I might not always have a conversation. And sometimes it's just me talking to you, a personal conversation. But that is my conversation. You know, I'm not interviewing anybody, but I'm talking to you. And that matters to me. Even if you're not sitting in front of me, that matters. I'm having a conversation with you, and you're taking the time to listen to what I have to say. Means a lot to me. Like, seriously means a lot to me. So, as much as I want to continue to talk to you... um, People my neighbors are looking at me like, dude, what's he doing in there, man? Is he rolling a joint or something? No. Uh, I'm just sitting here talking to myself. <laughs> Look. <laughs> oh, they're waving and they're laughing. Hello. How you doing? Anyway, folks. So what I will share with you is a conversation that I had last week in regards to uh, just walking up to somebody and thinking they, they seem like a really nice person and, and having this conversation with Mike, police officer. Actually, a narcotics officer from the Philadelphia Police Department. And... Uh, It's enlightening what Mike has to say, you know, in regards to his feelings and how he is concerned about the general public, which he is out serving each and every day. And that matters. There's a guy who's seeing the dark side of society, and yet within, he still believes that human beings are inherently kind. And that's the most important thing that you're going to get out of this conversation. So here's Mike, and thanks for listening to (laughs) the conversation.
1: <laughs>
0: give me, give me a, a week. Give me a week or so. Give
1: a week, it's a Catch good up time, with you guys. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah,
0: that's be... me under my breath sometimes, but <laughs> nah, I
1: hear the voices, the voices. yeah, yeah.
0: I'm starting to answer myself, so that's.
1: <laughs> Have a great day, sir. Too. All right.
0: <laughs> hey, sir. I got a question for you. Would you like to stay anonymous and be on the podcast? Because you
1: seem like a really <laughs> great... How long do I have to... Have to do we two have to seconds? Do it? Yeah, go ahead. Just, you know, podcast. I won't say your name if you don't want me to. My name is Michael Collins. What are you going to ask me? I can only answer legal questions. You are, you seem like a very happy person. I don't want to ask you anything. You got to be. Good. I'm a narcotics cop in this Kensington. Mr. You ever is, been to Kensington? Yes, sir. Not, right. not
0: for business, but just to uh and area, just to yeah. check it out, man. You know what I mean? It's sad, very sad. But you're on the front lines of that. Yeah. You're seeing it. It's got to be hard for you to go home and like get that out of your mind. Well,
1: you. you have to. You can, because you can't drink yourself simple. You can't do. It. And also that's, you know what? When I first started, I was young and skinny and drug dealers were the worst thing in the world to just sell drugs yep. to kids. Uh-huh. And then we grew up and I saw September 11th. And then I found out about human trafficking. I can't imagine what the <laughs> going to be next. So when you see these folks that are out
0: on the street, what is your opinion of it? I mean, do you feel? I look at them. Yeah.
1: We arrest them. We do a a mass arrest, and we have a different administration for several years now. But what I do is I tell them, Yo, how'd you start? And all of them tell me the same thing: pills, painkillers. Yeah. Yeah. And I say, How long you been shooting? Well, no, I tell them how they started with pills. Yeah. Yeah. I said, Now you're shooting. Yeah. And this ain't you, is it? If you were right, you'd be out with your boys at a club somewhere, your yeah. friends meeting girls, driving fancy cars, but you're lost in the knees. You can't seem to get out. This ain't you, is it? If you can if you can make that connection, man to man, never mind cop to person, black, white, if you can make that 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 connection with them, you can tell them, yo, there but for the grace of God, go I. There but for the grace of God go I. So I'm humbled when I see these folks. My heart goes out to them. They're not bad people. You, I hear these <laughs> going, oh, they're all drunk. No, no, not at all.
0: They're people, man. They're human yeah. beings. They're, it, that crosses a socioeconomic divide that you see it on the front lines. I know
1: it. I've lost family members. Yeah. I have good friends, people, all they?
0: good people. Uh,
1: all, uh, September this year, was a marijuana arrest. Was serving a warrant in the house. My unit, the narcotic strike force, hit the house. The guy opened up on of them with the AR-15. Oh, six man. cop shot. Oh, okay, I remember that in the news. Sure, yeah. right. Yeah. Now, here's where we're better. The Philadelphia Police Department did not drop a bomb on the man's house and burn a whole neighborhood down. We didn't go crazy. We've gotten better. We have better managers now, with better policies, procedures, and better people. And if you have that kind of mindset, you ain't gonna last long. So it worked out all right. But But even marijuana can be these. So you so you feel that that is truly a gateway drug?
0: Well, so is
1: alcohol. Yeah. So is alcohol. So is cigarettes. Yeah. We have, I don't think that, it, I don't know if it is going to lead, I don't think it's going to lead everybody to, but we certainly, it's scary. Yeah. How do you deal with DUIs in marijuana? Right. Uh, how do you deal with the different levels of THC in, in the drug? Right. And people do claim it, and doctors claim it has medicinal properties as and well. And if it so, does, yeah. then we'll then give it to folks who exactly. need it. For yeah. God's sake, you're giving them heroin, didn't you? Yeah, really. Right, so what's weed going to do? If they're tell, they're tell. I've heard that marijuana, they can use that to get people off of opioids or rather than opioids. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, Are you you seeing a huge influx
0: with the fentanyl-laced heroin? Oh, yes.
1: We've had, oh gosh, I think 23 overdoses in 30 minutes in a given area because when the dealers, what they do is they open a new corner and they tell you, yo, I'm opening this corner, be back at 2. And that word gets around to the people who are addicted. Wow. And, 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 People who are addicted, okay, are not trying to get high. They're trying right. to keep that withdrawal from hitting Kidman. them again. Yeah, trying to, trying to not get sick. Right. And I've exactly. heard that so many times. Sure. Yeah. So they go and they give out free samples, and it might be heroin. Uh, could be heroin, could be fentanyl. Could be fentanyl. Uh, it could be. Well, there's another co-fentanyl, I think it's called, which is extremely strong. We've had cops uh, who have uh, OD'd. Serving a warrant in the house, the dust in the air. No kidding. Yeah, attorney general's office here in Philadelphia. Hit the, one guy falls out. Holy get rescued here, pump his chest. Wow. up. Another guy falls out. One of the bosses, everybody out. Everybody out. Wow. Just the shit that was in there. Yeah, this is this is synthetic. Hey, guys, how you Hello. doing? This is synthetic. This is really strong. And the, the saddest thing of it is you arrest the guy, and he's still mad. You're talking to him. You say, "Yo, man! Again, you got to break that. You got to get that communication that man to man, that yeah. You got to close that. You guy. say, "Yo, look. Yeah, I know you got a wife, you got kids. You're not a bad dude. You had this. We probably saved your life. But that that could well be fentanyl." He said, "It is fentanyl." Wow. He said, "What the f are you buy if you know it's fentanyl?" Yeah. He said, "Cause if you buy regular heroin, that's how you OD." Wow. What? He said, "If you buy regular heroin and you shoot it, you don't you don't get high." So you think it was bull and you take another hit and then you OD. But if you use the fentanyl,
0: you know, Connor, you got to be a little careful. That's sad.
1: How much is your, I mean, that's real. addiction. is a real human being. Yeah. That's a real father with kids that love him and a wife that makes, wants him to eat his damn vegetables. The whole nine yards. Yeah. And this man has a very serious drug problem. How long have you been doing this? Uh, 29 years. Wow, okay. <laughs> but, but it's not bad you understand
0: uh well i i mean i envy what you do because you are you're a public servant you're out there helping people mm -hmm. man
1: (laughs) (laughs) why did i leave center city (laughs) toyota
0: why did i go (laughs) i was happy happy little mechanic i was going on (laughs) Nah,
1: i ain't gonna be a cop
0: yeah but you know what you're doing what i wish i always did and i and my certain things in life kind of took me down a different path um and then now you're at the point where i'm at the point where you, you know you surrender I surrender everything to God, and uh, you seem like a No, I'm faith. not
1: surrendering to God. I want to hold on to it. You should have <laughs> something about the
0: Eagles winning. <laughs> you know we'll what? Die. Clowny. I can't believe it. Let's talk yeah. get there, you know what I mean? And I feel really bad for Carson. Imagine him. Now, I'm talking about a man of faith. Mm-hmm. There's a guy who dedicates everything to, everything mm-hmm. offers up to God. Everything is sacrificed. And then he says, please, God, let me, the one game. Here's his game. He's in the playoffs. Suddenly, eight minutes left in the half, he gets that hit. And then Clowney will say, "Oh, it's not an intentional hit. What do, it happens in seconds, brief. I mean, it happens so fast. Sure. But imagine what he's saying in his life. I give you
1: everything. You get back up again. I have guys who, who who relapse and they're you know yeah. we arrest them and they're devastated. And I know I think they talk. Well, yeah, a lot of them are thinking about hurting themselves because they can't get clean. I say you get back up again. You got to encourage people, man. You can't wipe your ass of people. All right, you do your little part." And one day, you will be walking down second and market with your wife because she makes you go to Sunday brunch. <laughs> and somebody will walk up to you out of the clear with Collins, what's going on, man? You was right there, good people, just like me. Yo, I've been clean for three months, four days, 15 minutes, 27 seconds. You say, one day at a time. One day at a time. Who's that? I don't know, somebody I talk to. So You try to encourage people. They will remember yours. Yes. You will go into a bar in North Philadelphia or North Broad Street and some of them will say, Well, oh, strike force in this moment, out oh, here, we go. <laughs> strike force! Yeah, how'd I treat yours? <laughs> Yo it was alright, man. Right. Yeah, all right, well go and get me a beer, will you? I'll <laughs> a damn drink. Then <laughs> you're screaming at on a cop at the bar, Are you crazy? Oh my god. But yeah, but you you don't have to wipe your <laughs> with everybody. Uh, You're making a big difference out there Whether you know I think you we, do know we it We are Yeah, we are That's what we do We're not going to stop the drug trade yeah. However, we are Just a mere presence uh, Stops the uh, violence associated with the drug trade And that's a big one yeah. Okay, And there are a whole lot of people in poor neighborhoods, black, white, and polka dot, up in their windows, going, yes, yes. Cl- yeah, because people are afraid. Yeah, they're they're being terrorized in their own neighborhoods. So if you act like, if you don't act like a fool, now you can fix and address some of the problems that police have had, especially now. We've seen terrible things happen. Right. If you yeah. don't act like a fool. You gotta yeah, be okay. Poor people, they're Kansas. If you t- treat them, my
0: I decent, they're gonna treat you all right. You mentioned something in the beginning of the conversation briefly about uh,
1: human trafficking. Are you seeing
0: that in the Philadelphia area? Uh, it I mean, I know it's everywhere, It does but.
1: happen. I, I'm in narcotics, and I don't know a lot uh, about it. And uh, I hope, dear God, I mean, yeah. that's some low-life yeah. That's, I'm, I just cannot imagine it. You force somebody into sexual slavery, hold their passports, and oftentimes their children you're doing this to. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're talking about somebody who's being forced maybe children into this. I don't understand evil. I understand the reason why terrorists do the silly things they do. They want to change the world for their way of The ideology, correct. Sure. But you took human beings and made them sex slaves? So this is a question I want to hit you with.
0: Do you believe that human beings are inherently kind or inherently evil? A lot of people ask that question. And, and this is a tricky one for you because you were in will, a. You know, in...
1: I'm going to tell you, yeah I have to believe. I read it, you know, I cannot, I, was, I was with the Hot West Catholic, and they made me read these books. And, yeah. and one of them was The Diary of Anne Frank. Man, oh. I'm 59 years old. That yeah. young woman, in all the hell that she was going through, said, In spite of it all, I still believe people are basically good at heart. Most people are basically good at heart. All right, they're not, you know, leaders around the world, they're not going to do the things that the Nazis did. so You know, just when you read about this, you go, there's a reason why we have Marines. So, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's a tough one, I mean, and I'm, I'm asking
0: you because you're, you're a law enforcement officer, you're out on the streets, you're dealing with the, the worst elements of, you've seen the worst, Yeah,
1: but. people are basically good at heart. They're not going to, they're, you know, they don't inherently evil now. No, we have an inherent flaw though. If you're different than me in any way, whether it's today's world or 500 years ago, that flaw will be exploited, and you will have the murder of, of the Native American people. You will have the Irish Catholics and the Protestants killing each other. The
0: only difference between you and I is uh, our, our religion, right? You know, but it's, deeper, and it's the same and, religion. But it's deeper. It's much deeper because you get into the English influx and you right. know the you know taking over. It's it's very deep in that aspect. But yeah, we look at. I look at you, you're an African-American man. You look at me, you can't can't figure out what I am. (laughs) No, No, I'm Irish, I'm Irish
1: (laughs) Italian. My name is Michael Collins. I I like your name. (laughs) You know, there are Uh, Irish people who get very uh, happy over that name. And they want to buy me lots of (laughs) Bushmills. I can't drink that much.
0: I'm a very spiritual guy. Mm. I'm not a religious guy. Yeah. That's what it's come down to with me. I
1: have, uh, I think that's how I would characterize myself. I know there is one God. Yeah. And people who speak Arabic say Allah and the Jewish people say Yahweh. We say Jesus. Yeah. Same thing, different yeah. area codes. Stop it already with the hating <laughs> each other over this. So I, I'm easy with that. Really quick,
0: the, not the whole job anyway, yeah. you've been fantastic. Uh, <laughs> what is it that you feel brings you the most happiness in this world? You know, a lot of people are out there searching. Mm. Uh, you know, I am just not happy with this. What what are you happy about? what, what dealing with everything that you deal every deal with every day? What's the mindset that just kind of grounds you back to, you know, I'm just uh, appreciative of everything I have in my life. Is that, my, I'm being vague by that. But. I know, but I, I mean, there are many things that give me. Well, I, I mean, let me phrase it another way. Mm. As soon as I talked to you briefly and you joked with me, mm. I said, "There's a good guy right there.
1: I mean He's a really, you, you know." Uh, well, it's I'm not that good, Mister. My blood pressure. No, Forget well, about I, it. But, it's, but you oh, seem like a.
0: I said, "There's a really nice guy." You know mm. what? And I. I've been struggling with the podcast a little bit because interviewing people, I don't often want to go up to somebody, and I do it it's a personal journal. Actually, I actually have a heart problem, and so I started doing this to leave something for my kids in case something happens to me. But, uh, what's hey, going on, man? man? How
1: you doing? Good. I don't know. It's all a blur. All a blur. Uh, <laughs>
0: this guy's great, isn't
1: he? <laughs> you got to learn to laugh. Now, <laughs> no, I'm not going to laugh at you today, no, this is These are highway uh, Oh, I, they Oh, they're men. Right. They're men, the myths, the legends. We make fun of them. In the summer, because they have to wear those lovely Prada boots. That's <laughs> 97. Yeah. yeah, I'm afraid of motorcycles. That's why I never went the highway. Be safe. <laughs> if you can't be safe, be smart. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, motorcycles. Yeah. Because people yeah. oh. on the cell phones yeah. drive. Oh, oh,
0: the driving's getting away with people and they're texting. It's incredible. This guy has this aura about him of positivity, of kindness. You have I, to. You, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. And, and I'm trying to get, like, the question I, get, I think was trying to pose is, well, how, is it, how are you doing? How do you do it?
1: Uh, well, you realize oh, how incredibly fortunate you are. In 2013, I was hit by a car. Both of my legs were broken. You understand that? The doctor said, you're jacked up, and I'm going to try to bring, put you back together. My mother died while I was in the hospital. 97 years old, I couldn't go to her funeral. Guess what? Look at me walk. I miss my mom. Two months later, my brother, he's Stephen Collins, WDAS. He's not kind of real famous. Wait yeah. a minute. I know yeah. him. Probably having a heart attack at 58 years old. Who does that? Wait a minute. Yes, Tony yes, Tony yes. Brown. Tony Brown, Brown. Activated
0: Tony. She did a transition. She <laughs> did the transition. Right? Doug yes. Anderson, yes. All him. those
1: guys. Me, me. Mimi. Mimi Brown, me. Patty yeah. Jackson, yes. Butterball. Yeah,
0: Butterball. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Talk I remember about going. a decent guy. brother really? was, oh, my God, are yeah. you kidding me? Really? He was Good a guy. hell of a decent guy. Wow. He, so what you go back to your brother? He was at WDAS for forever. Wow. He left DAS and went to 103.9. Yeah. He was over there doing the same thing. And my sister called me one night. I'm hobbling around the house. Ernie's at the hospital. He's having chest pains. I'm on a phone head. Get to the hospital. They're doing CPR on him. I wow. watched my brother die right there. Oh, man. And through all of this. There, all there those... is. Yeah a blessing in that is that my brother, my mother passed first because if my, if that That would have killed her, her. she knew I was okay, she knew that my legs were broken, but uh, you know, but hey, I I mean, so yeah, you have to look at the things that you have and that are going very well, how blessed you are, that's what it's really about. He has a Rolls Royce, that's a nice car, I I don't have, I don't know, but the deal is, uh, I got a Chevy pickup and it runs. Gets me to to church on time when I go. (laughs) I'm having a good time in it. Be thankful for the things that you have. This podcast is about the the
0: subliminal message with the podcast is about all of us. We go through this journey in life, and we all have these struggles. Not everybody Mm. is capable of getting through those struggles. And sometimes a little reminder, stories of what you just shared with us Mm. today about facing adversity. And... You gotta get up. You gotta pick you got yourself to up. Get you back up.
1: Yeah, you if you have a drug or said, you know what? I'm a I wouldn't actually I'm a conservative Democrat. <laughs> That's all right. yeah. If I saw George Bush II walking yes. down the street, I'd walk up to him and say, Mr. President, shake your hand. I disagreed with, with your policies, but you had a drug and alcohol problem and you fought that. Yeah. And I, I and I, I support that. Yeah. He became the president. He had a drug problem, he admitted it. He said yeah. he had a problem. And he, however he did it, whether it was through God or just determination or whatever, the man he went through September 11th, and it didn't break him. Yeah. You're going to have, uh, what's going to happen to you in life is your the expression. Yeah. Get back up again. You got to get back up again. You got to get back up. To everybody up. out there struggling with whatever it is, and you got to And let, let get me tell back you, back yeah. if you think your struggles are something, nah. somewhere there's a 60-year-old man who's a veteran. And he's in, has, still has combat fatigue, as what we call shell shock in the old days, you know, PTSD. Somewhere there's a 12-year-old boy who's uh, the priest did something evil to. Yeah. Or maybe a 60, or 69-year-old man that the priest did something evil to, and he was a boy, and all those years he lived Just with. Just messed that. him up. All sure. the whole, it, but you yeah. have not, you got to understand. Or there's somewhere, speaking about yeah. sex, somewhere there's somebody who says, "I'm gay, but it's a sin." or I'm not supposed to be in this body. I'm, I'm a woman, and I'm in this man's body. That's deep, man. So That's, what you have to do is think of your... What, what, you know, they, they're not evil. You, they're no. weird because this they got... Somehow they're a woman in a man's body, or vice versa. Think about how you're 15 years old, and you got to deal with
0: that. This is the thing. Yeah. What we talk about, all these different topics, wherever I go, wherever mm-hmm. I am talking to somebody, we talk about different instances about people, about these adversities coming in our life, and the most important thing is they have to find a way to get themselves up and to keep mm-hmm. on going because mm-hmm. how precious life truly is. It is. And then I, and I, then I hit them, not a little bit, with, with my spirituality. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the biggest thing that got me through even my heart problem, getting mm-hmm. through that. I detect that with you as well. Through your, through your different adversities, you have that little bit of faith in there. And believe me,
1: I really haven't had any adversities compared to the things I just talked to you about. And that's
0: the thing. You, you know, mm-hmm. I remember a long time ago, I used to be a mailman. And, mm-hmm. I, and I would have a heck of a day. It would be a horrible day. And I remember going to the same lady's house, and I had these boxes, a big, heavy box. I'm like, what the heck? Bringing a bell, she's taking forever. She gets to the, the door, and I forget. She's blind. Mm. And I mean, and I'm like, what is your right. problem? Like, yeah. to myself. Like, <laughs> yeah, really, baby. man? Like, you yeah, got, baby. You, so you're mm-hmm. right. You really have to look around you and yep. then look back at yourself and say, you know what? I'm so thankful. You
1: better be. God you got us. it. You got it. Yeah, that's right. OK, you got yeah. a pot of beans and a roof over your head. That's you're I so, have so a, far ahead of so have many people. Ve- you have an education. Yeah. You're at the top of your career, you have a home, you have a, a wife you just married. What, what do you, what do you got to? You get on the ground and thank people, God for what you, have yeah, got. People, about they, it.
0: they are in their own little bubbles and they're not realizing that. Yo, man, look around you. Yeah. Don't look around you and envy what you don't have. Look around you and then look back at yourself and appreciate how blessed you are to not have cancer, to not have these different
1: problems that we sure, talked about today. Sure. Combat We're, fatigue. Yeah, like I said, the yeah, stress and distress. Uh, to not have been assaulted as a child, to uh, not have to watch your child oh, die.
0: Uh, you have children. Yes. But the concerns. I mean, I know how I have. Go- I have daughters. The concerns I have for those. I mean, you just pray. You just. I lean on my faith a lot, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to keep you. And uh, lead by example
1: too. You y- know. You know. Hey, There's,
0: they see everything. They listen to they everything. They do And know. they emulate everything. And uh, if you're, if you taught them one way. And then it's controversial to what you already taught them, and you're doing something. They're gonna call you on it, because my kids call me on it.
1: <laughs> That's just how it is. Oh yeah, yeah. no. what yeah. I he knows now I'm in narcotics. Yeah. And you see all of the movies. Yeah. Of cops doing different things like yeah. this. Yeah. You know, and I tell them. You can do that if you want. You will be a sorry. Well, real uh, quick,
0: I just want to thank you for your time. You've given me so much. <laughs> and that was Mike. Thank you very much, Mike, for talking to me. And you can see, I mean, there's a guy, again out in the darkness of society, dealing with, you know, drug dealers and drug, drug addicts. And, you know, he's seeing the worst of society, and yet he still believes and he still hangs on to hope that human beings are inherently kind. Mike, thank you so much for your, for your interview, man. It was a pleasure meeting you. What a great guy. And thank you all for listening. Until next time, this is Finding Subjects. Have a fantastic day. I'll see you later. Peace. God bless you. Bye.